Hello and welcome to this week's Therapy for Me and almost without checking I knew it was a red week um, because I've got, I've found myself ranting about a couple of issues and to be honest they're old favourites. Uh, I'm going to have a rant about Brexit and I'm going to have a rant about Pretty Patel um, and it's I, I don't know it's not me that controls this it's just when it happens to be part of the week so I kind of feel I need to apologise uh, in advance but there's other bits in the week that that maybe aren't quite as red so I think in the end it's a fairly balanced sort of picture um anyway uh we'll get started and for that we need a little bit of twangy guitar <laughs> situation I'm about to describe it normally goes one of two ways when something's been hyped up and you've heard a lot about something uh, and you then make the decision to uh, engage with it in this case it's a tv program it either lives up to the hype and you are so pleasantly surprised um, or you think well it's okay but I don't know if it maybe is as good as you know what people were were saying and, and and the way it was portrayed now when you stumble upon something um, without the hype and it turns out to be great, then I've always thought maybe part of that is just because I found it or I've stumbled upon it. And you wonder whether, you know, when you think back on it, if it is actually as as as, as good as you think it is. But in that initial moment of excitement, because it's something different and it's something you've stumbled on, you get a bit carried away. But certainly when something's been hyped and it's been hyped by a number of people, then you probably go into it um, I, with, a, with a slightly keener eye. Um, the the programming point is uh, something on Netflix called The Queen's Gambit. And uh, people have described it as, you know, um, similar in terms of look and feel to, to Mad Men uh, without being quite as misogynistic and being an absolute, uh, you know, an absolute fantastic show. Now, I'm four episodes in, I've got three to go, and it, it is superb it's just absolutely superb it's hard to describe what the thing is it doesn't necessarily fit into into any kind of um, traditional pattern that I can say oh it's just a thriller or it's just an x or it's just a y um, and um, and and the central performances are are absolutely incredible particularly um, both the uh, younger um, girl who plays Beth, and then the actress who plays uh, Beth for the remainder of the uh, of the time. Um, so, if you want something truly interesting and different, and you know, and incredible to watch, and it and it looks beautiful as well. It's it's highly stylized and looks absolutely, you know, looks absolutely fantastic. Then I would I direct you towards. Um, Queen's Gambit, which I think also explains for the fact there's been a, a huge upsurge in um, in sales of chess sets, um, and there's talk about chess being one of this year's gifts on the back of this on the back of this particular program. And to be honest, I did actually think about getting the. I've never been much of a chess player, um, though I have a really nice chess set, and I thought about uh, getting the chess set out uh, the other day on the back of. On, on the back of this and maybe maybe sitting down and and you know teaching my eldest son to play 
uh, or playing with him. I, I, you know, what? I've never asked him if he can play. Maybe he can play. I don't know, but but certainly to have that conversation with him. So, um, and that I can see that will be something that might actually go on in a lot of households um, around the country um, as we, you know, as 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 people embrace with this particular uh, and very fine uh, piece of television. <laughs> If you've listened to Therapy for Me uh, more than two or three times, then I've probably banged on about Brexit at some point, and you will know that I'm not a fan, and I think it's an act of absolute lunacy, and I really don't understand how we've managed to get here. Um, and I found myself on the same uh, train again today um, for a couple of reasons. One, because... All the great news uh, around with regard to a vaccine at the moment and whether there's possibility of a vaccine in the short term is now being slightly tempered with how Brexit in January will affect the flow of medicine into this country, particularly a medicine in the case of the vaccine that's going to need to be kept in very, very strict uh, and controlled uh, conditions prior to it actually, um, you know, it, it, it being um, employed. So um, we know that it's got to be kept at sort of minus 70 or minus 80 degrees up until to a, very, a very short period before it's actually uh, given to patients. And of course, um, what's going to come in January in terms of getting products to and from Europe, and crucially, you know, if we're talking about the Pfizer vaccine that's got to come across from Europe, then um then then we don't know how that's going to affect the ability for this to be rolled out and it how much of a tragedy would it be how much of a um um well it it would be more than a tragedy actually uh, if we ended up having to throw away vaccine just simply because we couldn't get it from a to b because for whatever reasons um, paperwork and customs checks and all those kind of all those avoidable kind of things um, got in the way of, of the distribution of the you know of the vaccine itself, and that's that's been something I've been thinking about and I've been hearing a little bit of commentary about. But to make it worse, I read an article today um, just saying that Michael Gove has been briefing um, schools and uh, the DfE have been briefing just to try and stockpile long-life food um, so we're still in a position to feed children at school in the new year. Now, I'm going to keep coming back to something I've said on a number of occasions, and I apologise if I am absolutely sounding like a broken record, but this wasn't what we were promised. Nowhere in the documentation that was thrown around at the time or the argumentation that went round and certainly no part of take back control included a situation where we couldn't feed children uh, through the school day or whether the balance of the meals that we were going to give kids through the, the school day was going to be compromised because in reality we couldn't keep our supply lines open or the fact that actually the stores are now concerned and there's a lot of concern uh, with regard to you know if there's any kind of panic buying then it won't be like it was earlier in the year when actually products were in uh, warehouses and it was a logistical issue to get them to stores as fast as they were needed that actually the products wouldn't be in the country at all so and I know it's I know it's a red week and I know I'm getting wound about this but where was this ever where was this ever part of the discussion 
And where's the responsibility? We appear to be doing what we have been doing now for weeks and weeks and months and months and glossing over these things and saying, look, no, that's what you voted for. Well, I'm sorry, at no point down the line, at no point did the line, I can, can anybody who voted leave say to me that they did so in full and clear knowledge that there might be a situation where schools in the new year would not be able to feed children through the normal school day. <laughs> Wednesday. I talked a few weeks ago about this being the year of the Christmas card and I've had thoughts about what else could be could 2020 could be the year of um, that actually would improve a simple little things that would improve um, the way everybody felt about each other and the way everybody felt about the world. Um, I've noticed this is the this is the the week I've really noticed it it being dark early. This is the week where suddenly it dawned on me how fast the nights were drawing in, and that we'd entered that period where the world seems darker than lighter for most of the day. Um, and normally you'd have to wait until probably halfway through December for people to start putting lights up outside and we talk a lot about christmas lights and it began you know and it is a thing uh, and of course they're relatively cost effective now and in terms of the fact that most of them are led they don't you know they they're not ridiculous in terms of how much you know power they use and you know and it's always been a nice time of the year in those in that last sort of in in the second half of december where the world seems to light up more everybody seems to have you know get involved in the world and the world lights up a little bit and, and maybe, and we've been talking, you know, within the household about whether we get the lights out far earlier. And I, I've been walking and seeing, um, well, I've been seeing Christmas trees already going up. And there's been things on social media about people who've put Christmas trees and Christmas decorations up already. But, um, and, and I've been seeing that as I've been walking around. But I've certainly been seeing more Christmas lights appearing, more twinkly lights appearing in gardens and what have you. Um, and maybe this is the year that we just, change the way we define that maybe we don't worry about that being a christmas thing maybe we don't worry about that in terms of this whole tradition of 12th night and getting things down and out and what have you maybe we just embrace the concept this year of winter lights um, and we don't worry about anything other than the fact that the you know in that period of the year when the world's a dark place particularly when the world feels a darker place philosophically at the moment that we that we embrace light in that respect and if we're in a position to do it that we actually get those lights out far earlier and leave them on for far longer and, and would it be the end of the world if lights that went up at the end of November didn't come down again until you know until the clocks changed in March would that would that actually be a, a bad thing or would it be that kind of just a little bit of lift that everybody might need so um I would um I guess I'm 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 standing up here for and and making the making the the case for winter lights, um, and seeing you know and I think um, I, th I think we'll we'll certainly adopt that and in the next you know week or what have you we'll uh, and by the way it's a job I don't like doing but I think it's important that it's done so I think I think yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna say to everybody if it's something you think you can do maybe do it that bit earlier this year and maybe enjoy it for that bit longer. <laughs> Uh, a piece of karma was rebalanced 
in our household this week. Um, and it was one of those pieces of karma that we didn't know needed rebalancing until we stumbled on it. And as soon as we stumbled on it, we 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 put the situation right. There's actually two pieces, but one that's really important. I'll explain why. Um, we found, or I found, two pictures uh, under the bed. So you can imagine what they were like when they came out from under the bed. Absolutely thick in dust. And... Um, and don't know why we went looking under the bed. It wasn't for pictures, but these two pictures came out. And um, and one of them was a, an original oil that um, was bought um, on honeymoon in, in New England and um, wasn't ridiculously expensive. It felt expensive to us at the time, uh, but it wasn't ridiculously expensive. But it's a nice little uh, oil of the, um, the, the the coastline, the, of the, not effectively just of the sea line, just just of literally the the, the water hitting the hitting the beach, and uh, and it's and it's a very kind of letterboxy kind of style um and that's gone that's gone back out and it's nice that that's gone back out because um you know it's one of those things that that you know you remember buying and is uh, and, and it's just a it's just a nice thing um the second one's far more important and this um talks to those relationships that you have that are difficult to categorize but feel so normal um and the one in question was the um, next door neighbour that we or neighbours that we had growing up, um, you know, because uh, we lived in the same house all, you know, I, I lived in the same house all the way through till uh, I, I left university at 18. Uh, and um, the the neighbours we had, certainly up to the point where they moved, and I think I was probably in my early teens, um, were 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 very special and they were called uh, Rachel and Bernard but he uh, sorry she called herself Ray and they became um you know my auntie Ray and uncle Bernard and in that sense of how when we were kids you know you had an extended sort of thing of aunties and uncles that weren't actually aunties and uncles um, but it was just a thing that that, that that was the norm and so that they were my auntie Ray and my uncle Bernard but what they became was they became um, they became the grandparents that um, the surrogate grandparents. I, I never knew my mum's uh, parents. They died before I was born. Um, my dad's parents died. Um, they they both passed away by the time I was ten. And so you ended up um, you you know we ended up with a, a surrogate set of, of of grandparents, and that was uh, that was just the norm. There was nothing to, to, you know, nobody questioned whether it was or wasn't a thing. And that's, you know, that irrespective of what we called them, they they had that, um, they took on that mantle of, of, of grandparent. Uh, and so, you know, it was a really, it was a really, um, they were, they were really, really special people. And they were people that were part of our lives all the way through you know, uh, and they they both passed away sort of a few years ago, but for uh, for a long time. I mean, well into you know to to the point where um, certainly uh, our kids got to meet them and what have you. So, um, you know, the the thing that was then important was there used to be a picture, and it's a it's a picture of a um, it's a picture of a, a Scottish castle, and it's a watercolor. Uh, and it's just a print. It's not. It's not anything. It's not even a limited edition print. I don't think. Uh, it was just just this print, and it was in. Um, it was something that was in their house, and it be it. Um, 
it, it, it was, you know, it was, I remember from both houses, but specifically remember it from the bungalow when they moved. Um, and, and I'd all, I always loved this picture. Always thought this picture was fantastic. And my auntie Ray, um, said, said to me all the way, you, you can have that, 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 that is yours. If you want that, that is yours as and when that'll be yours. And it had a sticker on the back. I distinctly remember a little sticker on the back, which indicated that that was mine. And I ended up getting it, um, before they passed away, I ended up, uh, having it. They, I think one time went round and, and, and I was, I was given it and it's always been up somewhere. And it used to be uh, in, a, in a frame and it always used to be in a windowsill or what have you. And it's, and it's been from every house to every house and every house. And for whatever reason, I don't know why it came down, um, but it's gone back up this week. And it's gone back up in the, the main family room. And um, and it really, it's really meant quite a lot to me to have it back up. As soon as I saw it, it was... It very quickly was, we need to have this. This needs to be up. And, you know, my world has taken on... Uh, feels somehow more in balance now that that picture which as i say is it you know has far more sentimental uh, resonance than it does you know uh, anything else um and and you know I, I don't know i didn't expect to feel quite as strongly about that picture going back up on the wall as i as, as i do so that's that's really uh, made a difference to my to my week <laughs> So you already know what's coming, don't you? Because I said at the beginning that I was going to rant and I was going to rant about two things and one of them was Brexit and the other one was Priti Patel. Um, it's irony, really. It's nothing more than irony. I've never been a fan of Priti Patel's. I, 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 I don't like what she stands for. Um, I think she talks to some of the, um, the, the, the darker parts of um, the conservative mindset and I, I, the, the whole idea of, of her, her stance on immigration and some of those issues I, I find deeply distressing. But um, what I'm really struggling with, and as I say, it's about irony. Um, I wasn't aware until it was pointed out that it's anti-bullying week this week. Um, and... Um, you know, if ever there was a cause that really, really needed to be highlighted and really needed to be talked about and discussed and debated, it was it was bullying. And I think if we if we need to find something we set high standards for in um, in public life, then bullying is one of those things. So the irony of the fact that a report into Pretty Patel, which clearly states that she broke the ministerial code and clearly states that there's behaviour there. Um, that that was not up to the high standards uh, required of our senior politicians. For a report that clearly states those things to then effectively be tossed in the bin because it doesn't suit the needs of a prime minister um, to get tough on that. This is a report that's been kicking around now for a while and has basically just been ignored um, because it, it's inconvenient. Um, to have that situation, to have this appear in this week and to effectively say that, do you know what, bullying by people in positions like that, it's OK, it's fine. Now, I don't want to get into the, you know, you, the, the, there'll be an argument, there'll be a narrative that says, well, people in that kind of, in that you know, who work at that kind of level of government and in those kind of high pressure 
um, jobs need you know should be allowed to blow off steam and the people who work with them should express this and they should get an, they should get extra latitude and 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 be you know and be allowed um, a little bit of a little bit of freedom in in these kind of matters that's just plain wrong that's just plain wrong there are there are ways to behave and if we want to ensure that bullying is not part of institutions like schools and is not part of institutions you know um where young people are involved then we need a much greater um level of accountability and and much better examples in public life um than we're currently getting um you know and the fact that the person who advises um, the Prime Minister on ministerial code matters and, and these kind of issues of ministerial behaviour has seen it fit today to resign, you know, because of the of the whitewash that is this situation, just tells you all you need to know about about where we are with matters, you know, with matters like that. Um, all I would say is do some research, just, just, just have a look for yourselves, draw your own conclusions, but I don't see how... You, you know whitewashing or or sweeping this under the carpet ultimately does any of us any favors um in the long term uh, if i'm being if i'm being honest um and i'm going to call it a day at that point uh and it's and you know what it's not been quite as ranty for a red week as it could have been and there's been some actually some lovely things happen this week uh really positive things so it just unfortunately is the fact that this is what's dominated a lot of my a lot of my thought today. So what I'll do is just to lighten it, I'm going to leave you with something different. After nearly five years of having bar stools in the kitchen, which didn't match and needed changing, we also finally this week managed to purchase three bar stools that matched and looked something like in our kitchen. So even on a week where you have uh, the, the ridiculousness of schools having to source long life food and pretty Patel behaving the way she's behaved, we've still managed to get some bar stools organised and to write our karma by getting a picture that should have been on the wall back on the wall. I'll leave that with you and I'll talk to you all next week. Stay safe. <laughs>